What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Dogs Football Podcast. Uh, your host for tonight, Noah Lurch, coming to you solo tonight. Um, what what was going to be a solo episode by Nick uh, because I had to work late, but turns out that he had some technical difficulties, so I'm just going to jump on here and go over what we do every Friday. We got the commits, a lot of them starting playoff football postseason this week. Um, one game at a time for those guys, and obviously go around with what's happened to FCS, look at the Valley, what's going on in the Valley, and obviously we got to preview our last trip to Macomb and playing the leather Leathernecks tomorrow. So hopefully coming off a, a loss that obviously you'll take a close loss against a team like that, but we thought thought there was a lot more there, especially offensively. Defense still playing very well. So we'll jump into the Leathernecks at the end, but we'll also do some bracketology tough, see where the Saluki's at. Obviously mentioned it last week. You got to, got to win some at least three games to be promised a playoff spot could potentially two and two maybe get you in with that FBS win and stuff like that, depending on how your losses look, especially with a loss last week. If they look like that, then I think you could sneak in, but want to get to that eight win mark. So just jumping into playoffs or some the commits and talk a little recruiting. Always start, we'll start in our home state of Illinois, up north in the 7A up at Ben Feigl and his team finished the year eight and one only loss coming into a really good Lincoln way East team who finished the year nine and zero by one point. They won last week, 41 seven over Glenbard North. Um, so that's a big, big win to finish the season to go into comp or go into postseason ball. Um, seeing what Ben did in that game last week, probably didn't play a lot, 12 total tackles, 10 solo, um, so, I mean, he's in double digits almost every week, so did have a, uh, interception, so he's all over it, he's gonna be a stud, can't wait to get him to Maroon, but he's got some, he's still got some business to take care of up there in the, in 7A, I mean, um, playing a really, they, they got rewarded the seven seed at 8-1 and in 7A, they do it 1-32 through 32 in 7A, they're playing a the 26th seed, Chicago Brothers Rice, who always plays a really tough schedule. So they are currently up 7 nothing in that football game at home. So um, bets of luck. Uh, ben, see if I can find a stream once I jump off of it for some of these. And just check in on our guys because it's postseason time. Going to our next guy um, and one of our other our, our one of our athlete commits, I'd say Blaine Sissions and Mount Carmel, 8-1. On the year, so finished a really good season. First law only loss was week one against a Gibson Southern team over from the state of over from the state of Indiana. So that's a really good they play play some teams over there. So just a really after that, I mean reeling off eight straight, a forty nine to twenty win last week over Lawrenceville. Um they are in their playoff seed matchup, they drew one of our local teams. So for you Southern Illinois folks um, that potentially want to get out and see one of your commits play um, or want to listen to one of your commits play, Benton, actually, 5-4 and four Benton travels up to Mount Carmel tomorrow. So um, it's funny how things work out. One of our commits played down here at Benton last year. 
And now Benton gets to play one of our commits this year. So definitely keep track. Local ties there. One of our surrounding our Southern Illinois teams traveling up to one of our commits. So at, that's at 2 p.m. tomorrow. If you guys want to follow that, then our our last uh, in-state commit is our quarterback commit, Jake Curry, over at Edwardsville. Finished the season eight and one. Only loss was to that really good East St. Louis school. They also play tomorrow at 2 p.m. in the 7A in the 7A bracket, I believe, or maybe I think 8A. Potentially, yeah, 8A. Edwardsville, the four seed in 8A. They drew a the 29th seed, West Aurora, who's five and four on the year, plays a pretty good. So um, that, 2 p.m. tomorrow in Edwardsville, that's not a far drive. If anybody wants to make the trip up, if you have nothing else to do, obviously there's a lot of local local ties around the area playing high school football. So a lot of people will be out um, at their local high schools watching some playoff football here in the state of Illinois, um, then jumping – then our only commit in the state of Illinois, Aiden Morardi, coming off a 16-0 loss last week. To uh, They were eliminated the week before, losing to Yorkville, but finished the year 3-6, and six, so not the season Aiden and his team up in Oswego East wanted, but um, he's definitely going to be a very good tight end commit for us to get him down here to add to that room, obviously, with Aiden Quinns of the world and some younger guys with Ryan Schwindeman. Obviously, last year we covered Logan Minton pretty pretty well. So, to add, to add a guy like that to our room, I'm really going to like him. Jumping up to Iowa, in the state of Iowa, our guy, our our newest kit commit, Parker Getter. Um, team finished seven and two. Um, really good season for Glenwood, the Rams up there in the state of Iowa. They're up there in. Uh, in six or four A in District Six, so they play a five and four Norwalk team. Um, so that's to tonight as we speak. So sure Parker and his teams really doing it. They came off. They just played Norwalk uh, last week and beat them fifty three thirty five. So playing a team back to back weeks or two weeks in a row is just what happens in district play a lot. Don't see that in the state because the state of Illinois because we don't do that. So, Parker, best of luck. Continue a strong season and get that run game and that pass game going and uh, see what you can do in the state of Iowa up there in 4A. Jumping into the state of Indiana, um, one of our commits over there, obviously, uh, Quentin Boak, offensive line commit over there at Evansville Wrights, who was 10 0 on the year. Um, really good season for them. They play um, Bedford North North Lawrence. So Bedford North Lawrence, seven to three on the year. A really good game um, for them to start start the playoffs. Um, expecting them to get a a W tonight. So best of luck, Quinton and his team. Hopefully they can stay undefeated. That's a remarkable season for them to play tonight. I mean, coming off a win last week over Boonville, starting the playoffs, 24, nothing win. Then they get Bedford tonight. Then looking at if they win tonight, they potentially get Evansville Memorial um, or Jasper, which Evansville writes is already 
taking care of business 34 nothing against Evansville Memorial earlier this year. So um, just a look ahead to see, and they beat Jasper 24-7. So a favorable, favorable matchups along the way for them until they probably get to the sectional championships in the state of Indiana where they could probably run into a really good Greenwood team or a East Central team. So interesting to fall Quentin and his team over there in the state of Indiana. Jumping down to the state of Kentucky, other athlete commit, Lucas McDaniels. Uh, saw him last weekend, him and his brother, at SIU for a visit. Um, they start playoffs next week, so their last game of the season is against uh, a bullet central team who's 1-8. and eight. They're currently up 18-8 to eight in the first quarter and that one on the road before they start next season, next district play or the playoffs next weekend at home against a five and four North Oldham team. So uh, playoffs looking ahead, going full steam ahead for him, uh, for Jeffersonville and Lucas to continue strong. Our guy E.T. Harris over at Kentucky Country Day. Um, home game, senior day for him against a six and three Henry County. Um, they actually play Fulton County next week to start the playoffs down there in 1A um, Kentucky Country Day. Remarkable season, eight and two on the year. Um, so they're con- coming off two straight losses, trying to get back on that winning track before playoffs start for them next week. Um, so best of luck, ET. Our guy, Nate, our guy Nate Tronzo, defensive end commit down at Trinity, uh, the Shamrocks, seven and three on the year. Their last, they're they are off this week. They play coming off a thirty-eight nothing win against Oldham County. They start next week against Meade County in the playoffs. We'll keep you guys updated. We'll mind you guys next week. Um, then our guy down in Owensville, Jack Lindsay, offensive line commit, five and four right now, but they're playing a four and five Henderson County team tonight. They can get to that six and four mark before uh, they get their matchup announced for next week. Some things undecided right there in that 5A district. District one, our guy down there, Denham Mitchell, cornerback commit in Mississippi, playing a really on the road against a six and two Starkville. Starkville is a really good high school, produced some really good talent down there in Mississippi. Um, that's their last game of the season before they start district play up there in seven A down there in Mississippi. They play at home against Clinton to start playoffs next week. Then over in Missouri, our guy Tyrese Reed. Uh, posted his senior highlights. We retweeted them. If you guys haven't checked that out, but they start district play tonight. They were three and five on the year, but Tyrese is the four seed in district one of class five over there in the state of Missouri. They play Farmington tonight. So hopefully they can get it. Winner gets the number one seed popular bluff. So, uh, see what Tyrese and his team can do to keep their season alive, see if they can move to the semifinals. So um, that's really – that's all our commits. They've done a really good job. A lot of winning teams. Uh, just some other recruiting touches, some latest offers. Uh, our latest offer was to a linebacker, Ethan Maddox, who we had mentioned before, a 6'4", 230-pound middle linebacker down there in Georgia. So that's another linebacker we could add to this class. That's a – Pretty good linebacker. Then we had a Juco guy, a 6'2", 320-pound defensive tackle at Trinity Valley Community College. Um, he's a 
December grad, so he'd get here for January and get him in the weight room and get him here, but that's another JUCO D tackle potentially down the road. So um, that's all really all our recruiting stuff been pretty good so far following it some juco guys here and there but a lot of our commits best of luck starting playoffs tonight and guys wrapping up their season so um to look at some bracketology stuff um we know coming off last week win and just going into four last week uh you saw that on uh, hero sports we were like their 22nd team um on their final four out of their we were one of the last final four teams in. I think we were number 22 uh, this week on theirs. I think we're at 21, but just to show you what I have on mine, um, a little bit of changes here and there, but South Dakota State's still the one. Montana's still the – Montana State's still the two for me. Uh, then I have Incarnate Word at the three, Furman the four, Montana the five, uh, even though Montana has been pretty good here lately. Delaware at six, Sacramento State seven. Then I have Idaho at eight to round off those top eight seeds. Uh, right now, I would have us playing UT Martin um, at home, and that's a good OVC matchup. I expect you them to probably win the OVC, even though they're tied with SEMO because SEMO's losses are all non-conference. So with their schedule, they're still undefeated in conference play. So they play here coming up. So that's anyone's interesting one to follow. But if we won that game, we would get the – the four-seeded Furman. So um, that's going to be a really, really good win or a really good opportunity for that if that rounds out that way. But I expect a lot of things to still shake up here down the stretch. Um, to look around around the conference this weekend, um, there's obviously one big matchup that we're going to have to follow. But other than that, not a lot of great games this weekend in the conference. Uh, UNI does go down to Illinois State, both teams four and three, both teams trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Um, that's an interesting one. Indiana State goes on the road to North Dakota. That shouldn't be close. Missouri State's at Youngstown. I think Youngstown blows them out. Murray State gets their first trip up to the Fargo Dome, so have fun with that one, racer fans. Uh, but then the big one at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Glad it's two hours before our game. South Dakota State versus South Dakota just going to be a really good football game. I mean, South Dakota doing what they did to North Dakota State on the road 24-19 and then just continuing to be strong. I mean, it's going to be an interesting one to final to follow. I can't wait to see it. Other than that, around the FCS, to look, I'll jump over to the OV, OVC to see what SEMO's doing. They're on the road at Nickel State tomorrow, so that should be one. UT Martin on the road at Gardner-Webb. I had Gardner-Webb winning the conference preseason, um, so that doesn't look great. Looking over at the big sky, uh, northern Colorado plays Montana. Montana State on the road at Idaho. That should be a good one. Um, then other than that, there's not a lot going on in the FCS. So some interesting games this weekend um, to look around. And just to touch on some things before I jump into the Leathernecks and cover them. Um, we're looking at uh, some NFL and former Saluki updates. Last night, if you watched the Thursday night football game, Ryan Neal had 13 tackles and a loss against the Bills. Um, Craig James plays the Giants this week win. So the New York 
Jets versus New York Giants. Uh, in in town rivalry, that's going to be a good one. Um, then Michael Pruitt's coming up from Atlanta, and the Falcons come to play uh, my Tennessee Titans. I will be there in action to see Michael in action. So it's a pretty good one. Then uh, if you haven't listened to Noah Noah Finsky's in a full interview with Luke Martin, it was really good, really cool to listen to. Just it's like an hour long, more than an hour, just over an hour long. Really good interview. Just listen to his story and what he's what he's went through, and now him coming here from Colorado and his waiver getting denied, and just how much he appreciates his staff and listening to him. So um, can't wait to have him on the field for us in Maroon next year. But if you haven't checked that check that out, definitely go listen to that. It's worth the listen. And other than that, um, press a presser from Nick Hill. There's not a lot to talk about from Monday, uh, but depth chart update. Deontay Cox still on on the depth chart. Obviously, we know went down with a, a an injury last week, but Luke Martin two hours ago posted all the preview, uh, posted the interviews for tomorrow. He's got Deontay Cox talking, so he's still still able to go. He's healthy, I would assume. Coach Rowan's on there, then Coach James, then a Saluki flashback, the last win at WIU, and obviously Nick Hill's pregame. So we retweeted that. So if you guys want to go over, listen to that before the pregame tomorrow, then to jump into these leathernecks, uh, haven't won a football game yet this year. Um, still looking for hungry for their first win. Owen seven on the year. Um, they've played some close games. They thought they had the, the Lindenwood game one, um, but conference wise, it hasn't been great. I mean, Missouri state beating up, beat them 48, seven North Dakota, 49-10. North Dakota State, 52-7. Illinois State, 34-18. So, it's been a struggle. It's it's year two for their coach, obviously, taking over that program. Um, I expect them to give us their best shot. Obviously, uh, Coach Hendrickson in that second year, I think jumping at OVC is going to be a really good move. Not for them only in football, but other sports as well. So, going to be interesting to follow, but this is a team that that's struggled all year. They're only averaging 17 points a game. Defense is allowing 45.86. Just a lot. They've given up defensively struggling, um, but they've settled on a quarterback, and that's really really helped this football team a little bit. They will sling it around. They settled on. Uh, I know last year we got the Rochester matchup a little bit with Clay Bruno and Nick Baker, but this year they settled on you and I transfer Matt Morrissey. Um, He's thrown for over 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns, has thrown six picks. Um, but this is a guy that can't – they'll throw it all around the field. They got a lot of guys. I know Dennis Houston's now in the NFL, I think he plays for the Giants, is on the Giants practice squad. Um, their best receiver is gone. Um, so they got a, new, a lot of re- new receiving threats to watch out for. Jalen Jackson, one of their top receivers, or is their top receiver right now. He's – Got 378 yards, three touchdown, averaging about 54 yards a game. He's a really 5'8 receiver from down in Tampa. He's a JUCO transfer from Reedley College. He's been there. So this is a 5'8 guy in that slot guy. Going to be really, really interesting to see what kind of matchups we do defensively for a guy like that. Then Jay Parker, also 5'6". And Austin P transfer some really small guys. So 
it's like a Jalen Reed. They had Jalen Reed there. Then their third guy's Donald McKinney. Um, and he's, he's their bigger San Jose state transfer. He's six, three. So he's their bigger target, but they have two guys, they have two Jalen Reeds getting, getting them the ball. So it's going to be interesting how great our tackling is tomorrow. Um, so rushing the ball, I mean, they've only rushed for 300 yards on the year. Their offensive line struggles to protect Morrissey struggles. They're in the run game, um, running this year. I mean, they're only averaging 269 yards. Uh, per game this year offensively rushing they're only averaging 43.9 so just been a struggle for them they've been outscored 54 17 in the first quarter 87 to 7 after halftime 91 32 in that fourth quarter so this is a team that's struggling like I said the jump to the OVC is going to do this team well defensively what I want to look at there's a lot of different guys in this defense, Braden Smith, a linebacker, very good. Here has an interception, a forced fumble. Uh, that's a guy to watch out for. And a lot of guys on that defense to watch out for. They have a, only five sacks, so it's been a struggle for this team. But Braden Smith, Ryan Crandall, Juan De La Cruz, Anthony Quinney, uh, J.J. Ross has been leading the way with a lot of TFLs with Juan De La Cruz. So uh, another guy, Michael Newman and Garrett Steffen, two guys you got to watch out for. But really, I mean, me and Nick planned on having a quick preview of this team because this is kind of like the Murray State. But we know. We know exactly what's happened here before. This is where back in the – from like back in the late 80s to the early 2000s, this is a team that whooped our butt. But recently we've won – the last three meetings, 16 out of the last 20. Uh, but uh, we know what happened last tri last trip to Macomb. Nail-biter, we squeaked one out, 31-30 in overtime. Nick Baker threw that touchdown pass to Landon Lenore on the first play of overtime. Then they scored, tried to go for two, but that's that great play by Jakari Patterson uh, to get Dennis Houston down in the backfield um, on like an end around. So, just a big time play by Shakari there. I remember talking about it and watching it. Uh, so weird things happen in Macomb, especially to us, but this is a game we should have no problem in. I really think the offense can try to find its stride here. Uh, Nick went with uh, offensive dogs of the game of Ryan Schwindeman also has a bold prediction uh, that our offense should shred in the red zone and Ryan Schwindeman should have two touchdowns this week. Um, then defensively, he, he, he agreed. He thinks the edge play, he went with Devin Cowan. I mean, it's time for our guys to get back after the quarterback. They struggle to tech more, struggle to protect more seeds in this one. So he went with Devin Cowan and, uh, definitely think my offense is dog of the game. Um, I think I'm going to go with Aiden Quinn. So another tight end, I think with, just Deontay being a little bit banged up, I guess. I'm not sure how he is. And just have him get more involved down the stretch. feel like Aiden's been so good this year. So, And I went to Tim Varga. Need to start getting after the quarterback. Our two guys on the edge, getting after those guys again. This is a team that struggles with it. So hopefully we can figure that out. Uh, my guess on the spread will, would be about 28 and a half. Um, 
Nick said 21 and a half, I think, but he has us winning 38 to seven. So it seems like they only score seven in conference games. So that's a good trend. That's a good trend in Nick's favor there. He has us covering uh, with a 28 and a half. If it's around 28 and a half, I'd, I would probably take the plus. I think this is a game where we jump out and just let our run game take over and just try to dominate the line of scrimmage and run that clock out. So um, if it's 28 and a half, I, I would, I'll have us winning 31 uh, to six, two field goals by them. I think our defense is just elite of the elite. And I think that they, be very good in this one. They continue to show up each and every week, led by PJ Jules, led by Branson Combs, led by those two corners, Mark Davis and DJ Johnson, and just hopefully continue to do what they do each and every week. So this is a game we got to clean up, got to get offense going. I mean, we rank 86 in the country and ninth in the conference and rushing offense, a team we got to be better. I mean, Got to find it on offense. Got to protect Nick. We're ninth in the country, 95th in sacks allowed. Uh, so our scoring defense has been very good, third in the conference, 13th in the country. So continuing continuing to be that, that team that hopefully can get up on an uptrend and keep climbing because it's too much of a roller coaster, especially offensively. We've seen what our defense does each and every week. Uh, but hopefully tomorrow at 3 o'clock in Macomb, dogs take care of business. Definitely think so. So me and Nick will be back on Monday to recap this one and see how our commits uh, do in the playoffs. So until then, always remember two or 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, tune in to 101.5 and listen to Mike Trude and Luke Martin on the pregame to listen to the, everything you need to know before the pregame. They'll go over stuff. If you want to check out those interviews, they've already posted them. We retweeted them. So until Monday, Nick will be back. Go dogs.